0: All right. What is our intro going to be this time?
1: Uh, what's up? We're still not dead.
0: <laughs> if we have to keep coming back to the podcast every week saying, hey, we're still not dead. Like people are going to be so concerned about what we're doing from Tuesday to Sunday. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Emo Social Club podcast, the podcast where we talk about music and people who make music and music we like and music we hate and politics and how alive we are. And I'm Brian
1: and I'm Lizzie. (laughs) Our
0: interests are getting better every time. We've been doing this for over a year and somehow we are still real bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're we're still real bad, but we're still somewhat living. We have a pulse.
0: Can I be honest, though? I kind of appreciate uh, uh, podcasts and, and people who make videos on YouTube and all this stuff where like, you know that there's like these very professional things out there. You know, there's the NPRs of the world. You know, there's like uh, the very well produced like radio program sort of podcasts. And then there's just like. The people who do it in their bedroom who are like, I don't really care and I don't have all the technology and I don't have the time or the or the staff. So I'm just going to do this like as best as I can. And then they're just like, hey, uh, I'm I'm. (laughs) Yep. And like there's something about the personality of those people where I'm just like, I enjoy this. I'm going to listen to this because you're just a real person. So I hope that our audience thinks that we're real people.
1: (laughs) We are for sure real people. Even though we may not, we may be dead in person sometimes when you meet us, <laughs> but we are instead real life living humans.
0: <laughs> Great. Well, welcome back. Thanks for being here. We appreciate you. Um, we're going to get into a couple of stories today that happened over the last week. But first, I'm making a plug. I'm plugging the. I'm plugging the stuff.
1: And you can't see this now, people, but he Brian just did this really <laughs> weird, like down and upward, like yeah. dance move gesture, like hey, it's what's my plug. up? But like you're kinda like kneeling, bending your knees to it's do a it. Plug
0: move. I'm just like, Yeah, we're plugging. We're out here plugging. <laughs> um, I put out a vlog. Of our event, of uh, the Emo karaoke event, and then my band playing Emo Night LA and uh, the 15 years of Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge at Beauty Bar. Uh, I just made like a 10 minute recap sort of thing of all of those uh, because I decided that I want to uh, vlog <laughs> and I... Don't know if it's the best thing I'll ever do, but I think it's all right enough to enjoy. And I would appreciate anybody to go and check it out on YouTube. Um, I will link the video in the show notes to go find it. And it's also I think I shared it from all of our accounts, but I don't know if you can find it from there. Otherwise, find me on my accounts at Spooky (laughs) Pants 1. I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. Fuck it, man. Listen, Spooky Pants 1 is... Still better than my other screen name uh, so um yeah go go check that out. I would really appreciate some some subs and some views and some watch times and some general uh thumbs up if you if you dislike it that's also okay, but shut up. No. <laughs>
1: Or like me or like leave constructive criticism, not just harsh me, criticism, leave constructive criticism. So I know a lot of people don't understand what that means. (laughs) So constructive criticism was like, Hey, like this kind of sucked and the video was shaky. What if you do like a stabilizer on your, on your camera or like you plan out a storyboard instead of just being like, this sucks. You should never do this again. That is not constructive criticism. The first example is constructive criticism.
0: So I have this other video on my channel, um, that I made in college, like real, real long ago. I think it was like 20,
1: weren't they?
0: Yeah. It was like 2008. I borrowed like a real simple camera from college. Like, yeah, the equipment was not as good as what you can buy for like, like my iPhone shoots better video than the like equipment that I borrowed from college at the time. Cause at the time I did not have a camera that could shoot video. Uh, or a phone shoot like video,
1: 2008, sorry. We were not developed that far.
0: <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So I, uh, I, I, made this video. It's for, it was for class and I was doing, uh, I was in a, a theater, I was a theater major. So I was doing like theater classes and one, uh, assignment was to do, um, a Shakespeare scene. So oh, I gosh. did this Shakespeare scene and then I did a video of it for, uh, my video class. So, I have this video. I was like, you know what? It's fine. I'm just going to put it up. Well, that video, because it has uh, Shakespeare in the title and it's like a specific scene from, from Shakespeare. I'm assuming people look it up when they're taking classes like, Oh, Hey, I need like, I want to see like a YouTube video of this specific scene, get an idea of like how somebody would act it out. So my video came up a bunch of times in search results. I'm assuming, cause it has like 4,600 views on it. Oh and yeah, but like, all the comments like tear it to shreds because like most of the people in it are not actors. Most of the people in it are just like people that I could get. I was in, it was 2008. <laughs> like we're just fucking like around can
1: look at, like, the published date and be like, this was 2008. What else did we expect?
0: But no one is on YouTube to give you the benefit of any doubt. Like the thing about putting out content is that like, this is what it is. No one gives a shit what went into it. So like you're getting what you get. And I think that there's a little bit of like knowing that when you're putting something out, that is one of the reasons people don't put out a lot of stuff is like this has to live for what it is. No one's going to talk to me about it. And I don't get to explain myself if somebody hates something and they're going to jump straight to I fucking hate you individually as a person for creating this piece of shit that I am currently watching of my own choice. And you just have to live with that. And that is really scary when you're a new creator. So no one wants to give uh, constructive feedback because that's not what the Internet is created for and no one knows how to do it. Um. At the same time, I'm fine if you want to talk shit on this one, because I already know, like, hey, just you're a shit talker and I don't care. Uh, But constructive feedback is is good. I will also say that I have bought a lot of uh, additional equipment after uh, hanging out with our friend Carlos and seeing like some different things that I needed uh, audio wise, video wise and all that. So. It'll it'll get better. And uh, sub to me now so that you can watch the journey, which I think is the other really fun part of putting stuff up on the internet is watching the journey, <laughs> seeing all my good intros,
1: and then looking back and being like, oof, yike.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with like looking back and going, oh shit, I was such a I was such a wee baby child and knew nothing about this craft that now I have spent this many hours or this many days on or whatever. I don't know. I mean, that's uh, kind of
1: like what it's kind of what you expect. Like when you're like young and you're like a young emo or you're like in the goth or like trying to be <laughs> edgy. it reminds me of one of my um, older, older friends um, I've spoken to in a while. And he was like, yeah i used to try to be so hardcore and i was like wearing black and everything and i thought i was so cool and edgy and hardcore and then i dyed my hair like this awful red and my dad took photos of it because he's like you're gonna like cringe (laughs) and be so embarrassed about this later and i want you to know how embarrassing you were for yourself i'm like holy shit
0: (laughs) jesus
1: I was like that's fucking vicious. <laughs> <laughs> now like I just want you to remember these moments. It's like, I want you to remember how much of an idiot you look like. Like, okay. You know, I guess people have their different parenting styles, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I get it. Like, cringe is real, but like everybody has cringe no matter what. Like, you're always gonna feel cringy about stuff you did in the past. So like you shouldn't worry about what you're gonna think about it in the future. Because one day you're gonna be old and regretful. And I'm not saying oh, that's regretful. me right now. I'm just saying I mean that it. like one day you'll be just <laughs> like me, old and regretful.
1: Are you self-projecting?
0: No, I'm not projecting. Um let <laughs> us get into our stories <laughs> of of this episode. Um so the first thing we want to talk about is the our last night uh, drama, Twitter drama, Twitter uh, things that have come up well, in like the past. It. Yeah, in the past couple of days. So uh, this blew up on Twitter on Saturday, this past Saturday, and um, at least for me, that's when I saw everything. Um, so I, w- I just want to go through the story first. We'll just tell what happened, uh, Philly DeFranco style, and then give our opinion on it. It's, is kind of give like a whole, like this is what uh, the story is. Um, so if you don't know our last night there, they've been a band for a long time. Like I remember them always being around for, for a long time yeah. uh, and doing original music, but then they've blown up more recently because they do covers on YouTube of pop songs in more of like a metal or a hardcore or metalcore style. Uh, and it's gotten them a lot of popularity on YouTube and, I don't know if I I don't personally think they're the best covers, but I know that, like, at the very least, they're getting a lot of views. They're getting a lot of shares. And overall, it has helped their their popularity with their original music and getting on big shows and their tours. And like it's it's done the work for them. Um, So. This past Friday, I think they released uh, I'm looking up all these dates as we record as well, just to be 100 percent sure. Um, it was like on the 20th. Uh, so a, f- a couple a few days ago, uh, they released the uh, cover of uh, Old Town Road on YouTube and hosted it up. I, I watched it. I was like. This isn't uh, this isn't the greatest thing I've ever heard.
1: Yeah,
0: it's it's fine. I like the Old Town Road uh, song as a meme, uh, as a joke. And I enjoy the song when it's played, you know, as the joke that it is. Yeah. Uh, So I get why they covered this. Yeah, I I get why they covered this. And like you have to you're you're literally this is what you're known for. Um, For some reason. People started to like talk massive, massive, massive shit on them because they released this cover. And
1: well, it was also because they also replied to because they put out the Old Town Road Mm -hmm. and then some. Some fan or some, you know, person in the scene replied like, oh, for a band that only does pop covers, basically. I don't remember what it specifically said um, since the posts are now deleted. Yeah. Um, but it was basically <laughs> along the lines of like you guys can only get you know people to come out because Have you fun. only your covers.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is like the biggest critique. I don't know why it all of a sudden blew up with this one cover because they've been doing this for years and yeah. it kind of surprised me to see so much hate on it.
1: Um, Um, it was mainly because in in reply to that kid's comment, they reply, our last night replied back in a tweet thread of them playing, um, whatever show they just played that night before. And it was like, I must finish sold out or just a very, very packed venue show. And it was like, oh yeah, but we're selling out all these shows here. It's like a thousand cap or something venue, like, you know, talk shit, but we're doing better than you. So everybody's yeah, was like, was have fun that playing that 100 money. Cap
0: Rooms to like this, like smaller band guys. Like, have fun playing 100 Cap Rooms. We're playing all these because we do these covers on YouTube, which, like, is true. And, <laughs> like, it just straight up is. Like, this is kind of like what, what I'm saying with like putting out stuff on YouTube is like, it doesn't matter if you, if you're not a fan of it, that's fine. Like, I don't necessarily think the covers are the best covers, but like putting out these videos consistently and having like stuff behind it has done work for the band. Like it just has. And you can't deny that they have, they, by putting out content and by putting out something that is well-produced and at least for them, like having fun with it, like good, like that works for your band. It makes your band more appealing. It makes your band more uh, popular on the Internet. Like you have more things to show. You can get into a YouTube hole of watching all their covers. Uh, It also, you know, if you're if you're getting a lot of views on it, then it can make you some money. And that's helpful for a band that otherwise doesn't have a lot of sources (laughs) of income. Yeah. So, like, I don't have any problem with a band doing covers on YouTube of pop hits because fuck it, like punk uh, punk pop is. Huge. And everybody loves those uh, those releases. So, like, I don't know. I'm like we we. I, I was surprised by the response to it. I was surprised that they got into it with somebody and tried to come off like, yeah, but we're doing so good. So, like, go fuck yourself It's like, well, that's not really the argument. The argument should be, hey, as a local as a band that's not playing as big as shows, you can see like the direct correlation between us making these videos and how we've done for our own success, how we've succeeded through these videos. And I think that was the better response. And then they just came off super arrogant and shitty to somebody. And yeah. then there was just a lot more pile on because that's how Twitter works. And people just pile on of like, Hey, go fuck yourself. You arrogant asshole.
1: Uh, well, and just going back to, is that like, there hasn't been like a pop goes punk or anything like that and. In- years so yeah if you're able to find a band that you like that is pretty popular that is doing those types of covers still people are going to be attracted to it whether they're good or not i mean i mm-hmm. i've never been a big fan of our last night anyway but you know i knew they did the covers and i thought it was every once in a blue moon but apparently it's not it's just what they do now yeah. and it got to the point where people were even like do they actually make their own music but covers sell like we we Mm -hmm. Brian and I know that cover bands sell more than original (laughs) bands. All my Uh, two cover bands have done fairly well. (laughs) Yeah. And that's just the fact. So like what they're doing is smart, but what they did to respond is really shitty. Um, because you're going to, obviously we had, there was a bunch of bands, um, you know, big and small and then other just like, you know, prominent people in the industry commenting and saying like, Hey, like what the fuck is your problem? Like, yeah. look at this band trying to, you know, be all high and mighty when and all they're doing is bullying some kid, you yeah. know. And it could definitely be that our last night just finally like had it and they just snapped <laughs> and they were like, absolutely not. We are not dealing with this today. But you, mm-hmm. you're so you still have to be professional regardless. Like, I'm sorry, you're not Franzilla from Attila and you don't want to be. I were to say, nobody
0: should want to be that. Nobody people should want to be that, that guy too.
1: Antilla, please do not be him. If you don't want to be any person, do not be him. <laughs> um, that's true. But yeah, I think that's the biggest issue is that like they just handle it so unprofessionally, and then there's just a lot of people on Twitter who are just so quick to jump to things because it's like they it basically became it's the biggest like Nickelback meme. Last weekend is essentially what i yeah. thought it was so because you had so many like here's like one meme was here's um like spongebob squarepants selling pretty patties and all the people crowding around are like guys we used to, we used to play 100 cap venues and now here we are you know and other <laughs> things like that and then all of a sudden the next thing i knew i started seeing where people were like oh yeah well they're racist and say the n-word and i'm like whoa this escalated quickly and i couldn't find any. <laughs> screenshots or evidence about it I mean it's still completely it is a valid you know accusation but I can't find any anything on it if you have it definitely send it over to us because I I've never really followed this band too much so I'm not too over something their controversy controversy um specifically and then all of a sudden it's jumped from them being racist ac- um rec- accusations going to this dude's a pedophile and sells nudes is like sending nudes to like underage yeah. girls and i'm like whoa 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 we went from so like, let's get, into, rec- that <laughs> yeah. so so let's get into that part
0: yeah so let's get into that part because that that came out afterwards because everybody was so angry about their response which i don't think this is like a a a a Equal response, but I do think that it's like, hey, everybody's talking about this right now. I just want to make sure this is very, like, open and, and yeah. clear about them. Um, so somebody posted some screenshots of a Snapchat thread with the guitarist singer. Uh, his name's Matt uh, and posted uh, the screenshots. There are nude images of him in the screenshots. The person who is receiving them is 16 years old. This is from 2015, so it's been a few years, but uh, they are basically sending them out to a 16-year-old. And so then a lot of people jumped on and said, well, OK, now we actually have a reason. I'm like, uh, well, OK, the, I, I'm. I'm unhappy that everybody is just like piling on on them because I don't think that that's fair. But now I'm like, all right, like it's fair. So, yeah. uh, that was the, the, the then result of all this. And now there was a lot of talk about that. So that, 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 happened on Saturday. Um, and then, uh, we're recording this on Sunday and about an hour ago, uh, Matt from the band responded, uh, to say that the photos in the screenshots are were stolen from him before, so uh, somehow they got leaked uh, in 2013. Uh, and he provides um, he provides some evidence of this that like they were stolen in 2013. People posting on message boards saying like, "Hey, these all were like out there. Somebody stole them, and people were using them to catfish fans of the band uh, and send them to underage people asking for uh, nudes in, in return." Uh, So I'm a little confused because it's it's saying that it's a different guy from the band. Uh, It's the singer, not the guitarist. And putting it all like, hey, it's him, but it's not pictures of him, which I thought was weird. Um, But basically, uh, he is saying that these were stolen. They've been used to catfish before. uh, So it's not me doing this. It's somebody else doing this. And I do think there's a little bit of like. We are so outraged at your one response that we went straight to, by the way, uh, you send nudes to, to kids and they're saying, no, we don't like you're just so angry at us that you're like looking like this is not a big story I'm assuming that his news were stolen because it happened in 2013 nobody knows who this band is now they're like bigger and now it's like yeah but also like that's not me doing that and now I have to kind of bring the story up again to sort of make the point that like that's not me I'm not doing this but everybody's in such a like rage mode that that is going to kind of get like that's going to go under the radar again I'm just like yeah is it maybe it is maybe it isn't we we
1: right I don't know. Like, that's the issue. That's the issue too, is that because you can't really like prove or disprove it unless you like, you know, try to get hold of this person who may be, who may be catfishing all these like younger girls and yeah. like, you know, do an experiment. You basically like, you basically go on MTV catfish and you catfish a catfish. <laughs> it's essentially yeah. what you would need to do to really disprove <laughs> it, or prove it. Because you, if, if you're saying so. that and you have screenshots, it's hard you know, to dismantle it. And, you know, you don't want to discredit anybody who, you know, is a victim because, you know, what would you do if you're like a 16 year old person having yeah. some band like get a hold of you? And then you're just they're like send news and you're like, uh you're old.
0: <laughs> yeah. And they posted like he was 30 uh, at the
1: time he, or he's
0: it, 30 now.
1: He was 26 at the time.
0: Yeah. 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 So it says his like birthdate in this. But it's. This is a hard one because obviously it's very possible like there is no reason to discredit what he's saying either if there's enough evidence that like hey this what this happened this is you know people talking about being catfished by somebody using these photos that leaked online and I can't discredit him I don't I mean the the person the victim obviously did receive these but from somebody else trying to catfish them potentially So I don't know. I I don't know where to land on this. I think that it's like one of these issues where people are just too angry for their own good. And they're trying like people are just ready to assume and believe whatever they hear because they're angry. And now we kind of got to see what happens from him putting out this response. Like I said, this just got posted. So who knows? Uh, A lot of media has not picked up on this story, Uh, most notably Alternative (laughs) Press, (laughs) because I looked this up. I'm like, well, all press must have posted something.
1: Because especially because all press has been posting, you know, like, guess what? Halsey said she likes the main and Mayday parade.
0: It's like, (laughs) like, you know,
1: people like these bands, (laughs) but like, yeah,
0: I mean, and I can give them credit if they're like, well, we're we want to see like, you know, maybe they reached out and they were asking for a response as well. And maybe they were like, we want to get the full story before we just start posting things, which I also think is how it should work. Not trying to be the first, but trying to be the most correct is fine in my book. So, possibly this will come up on a.
1: That's what they teach you in journalism school.
0: Yeah, it's just not what they teach you in reading journalism school. (laughs) Uh, Because while journalism has to have people that do it in a certain way, people who read it don't.
1: Well, I mean, there there have been studies recently that say that, you know, people aren't really media literate, which (laughs) means that, you know, they'll see fake news and they're like, oh, my God, yes. And it's clickbait, really. But they don't understand how to differentiate real news from fake news and it's like please just just read it just understand yeah. when you're reading something that's promo-y or something that sounds like a marketing thing instead of just being like hey guess what i'm reading like al jazeera and i know that this is actual journalism not like you know happy fake happy smile news that has like a feel-good story that sounds super weird and written by like a mom in her 30s who's like guess what i can write now
0: <laughs> I made a Facebook post. Yeah, I, I think in this. Um, I think in this in this regard with this story that hopefully, you know, people will at least pick it up and, and promote the idea that like it's not necessarily true. Here's all the information. Put it out there is like, let's let's, you know, give some time and like, let's not just be angry at these people for something that may or may not have been due to their own actions uh at the same time i also think we need to relax on giving shit to a band that is using something that they can do to become bigger than they would if they just said i'm not going to do it because people are going to talk too much shit about it uh i don't think it's fair to to be angry at a band for doing punk ghost pop covers on youtube and making a career out of it because a lot of bands are struggling and a lot of bands need their thing and their their sort of niche move to get to the next step uh I don't know I'm just like I'm honestly surprised that it got this far and that it went so zero to 60 so quick because it it makes no sense to me that like we would pile on on this band that just is like trying to make things work for them. And then they just came out with this really arrogant response that like made everybody hate them even more.
1: Well, the thing is there, there's a lot of bands that are still very much like the sellout culture. Like they absolutely hate corporations, which I get it. Like, you know, corporations, capitalism, not cool. But at the same (laughs) time, like you got, you have to play, you have to play ball yeah. In order to get in. So you make some money so you can get inside and dismantle the corporation. This is how it works. You
0: have to dismantle it from the inside.
1: No. <laughs> Complaining to somebody on Twitter
0: it. won't help. <laughs> we're trying to take this down big we're gonna podcasting. Get
1: a from someone, they're going to be like, no. And I'm going to be like, listen. Yes.
0: We're trying to take down big capitalism of podcasting. <laughs> we are oh the gosh, new independent <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't. Well, it does, well, but not in.
1: It do, yeah. It's like, you know, I just saw MailChimp is doing a um, like a new podcast series with um, the lead uh, singer of from Garbage, um Shirley Manson. I'm like, that's cool. And then I'm like, that's kind of weird. Why is MailChimp a newsletter marketing? Website <laughs> suddenly have a podcast with the lead singer of Garbage. That makes zero sense to me. But go off, I guess. <laughs>
0: do you, maybe like you know
1: a marketing podcast but whatever I'm not MailChimp's head operator I guess
0: <laughs> MailChimp if you're listening hire us as your head operator Please. Uh, <laughs> I, I
1: have I have an I have a partial master's degree and I will work and not sleep because my dad told me I can sleep when I'm dead and I've internalized that too much
0: <laughs> and I just would very much like a new job so <laughs> So, uh, because we're sort of on the topic with the nudes being leaked, and uh, this was another big story that came up this week, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Bella Thorne, uh, who is a actress, model, and now author who wanted who who was is on a book tour and and take a little bit with a grain of salt because we're going to talk more about reactions to it. If you know the story, then like the actual story itself um so the bella Thorne had uh somebody hack her nudes and threaten her to release them blackmailed her and she is on this book tour she's she's about to release this book she's promoting it and they were kind of like saying that maybe this isn't really true maybe she's just sort of using it as a as a tool uh, to market her book. Um, I don't necessarily believe that. I don't believe that we know have any information about that. Um, but basically, she released the news herself to kind of take the power back, put them out there, and the story became kind of big from her uh, doing that. Um, it was obviously very emotional for her. So I, I want to credit her that, like, this probably is true and she's not doing it for publicity. She's doing this because the world is a terrible, scary fucking place and people are bad actors all the time um but the story being big it got picked up by uh just a just a show with with opinions and and usually really good takes on things (laughs) that's being sarcastic because uh it's not the view uh was talking about this issue and whoopi goldberg brought up uh uh I never thought we'd talk about Whoopi Goldberg on this podcast, if I'm being honest. I never
1: really thought we would in general. So here we yeah. are.
0: <laughs> here we are. Um, so Whoopi Goldberg responded to this story and that's kind of where it blew up and went a different way. So so we're not going to worry too much about like, is this true? Was this was this story true? Is it just for promotion? Is it all that? In in a, in a way, we may never know. And it doesn't really matter. But what does matter is the reaction that Whoopi had to her. So I'm going to read a quote from what she said from the show. If you're famous, I don't care how old you are. You don't take nude pictures of yourself. Once you take that picture, it goes into the cloud and it's available to any hacker who wants it. And if you don't know that in 2019 that this is an issue, I'm sorry you don't get to do that. First of all, I need people to stop saying in 2019. It's like we're not worried about like like people don't understand technology, whether it's 2019 or 2045, no one, there will be people who are like, I don't know how to do this shit. So whatever, we're not talking about 2019 as far <laughs> as like technology. Like, no, you're still like an older person.
1: Literate.
0: Yeah. Like I, I, I feel like, and I'm not judging Whoopi Goldberg if she knows what the cloud is, but like sometimes some people say the cloud and 2019 in the same sentence, I'm like, you don't even know what any of that means. <laughs> like, not necessarily, just because if you take a picture, doesn't go to the cloud. It's a certain option you have to turn on, and if you don't have that option on, then it doesn't go to the cloud. Although a lot of like text messages, if she sent it through text, it could go to the cloud. The point of the matter is, is that Whoopi is sort of putting herself into uh, this this thought process of an older generation of an of a different time when these things weren't the same issues, and um, Bella Thorne obviously had a. Very big reaction to this. A lot of people had reactions to this. Uh, I personally very uh, deeply disagree with Whoopi's uh, idea here. Um, we talk a lot. We've talked on this podcast. We talked a lot about it with like the Me Too movement and with sexual assault that like it's in 2019. <laughs> let's talk about 2019 as uh-huh. like a time of like social like awareness and like changing And not just like technology Um, in 2019, we aren't really in a position to not believe women and not uh, uh, blame the person that is doing the wrong thing. And we should stop blaming women for bad things that happen to them, because it is not Bella Thorne's fault that her nudes were stolen. It is. The fault of a person who went out and tried to steal her nudes and got them and blackmailed her and should be uh, uh, prosecuted for committing a crime, uh, not Bella Thorne's fault. When we talk about sexual assault, we don't we've decided now, I hope that everybody has decided this and agrees (laughs) that we don't talk about what they were wearing or what the situation was or were they were they doing something? Were they leading somebody on? Were they putting themselves into a dangerous situation? The reason dangerous situations exist are because there are people who want to take bad actions and we need to blame them for bad things happening. So if you're going to talk about 2019, we're talking about how we are not going to victim blame people who are the subject of an attack. We're going to blame the attackers and we're going to prosecute them and we're going to ostracize them and we're going to reduce the amount of attacks, not the amount of victims.
1: And with this, too, going back to, you know, Whoopi and her generation, basically criticizing our generation and like, you know, younger generations and the millennials. There's always been the saying that I've heard the last like 10 years that that's basically saying, you know, the liberals now are going to become the conservatives soon because Mm -hmm. ideals and viewpoints change drastically. And Mm -hmm. on the view, Whoopi is usually like super liberal, always going against whoever the conservative on the desk is that day, like 100 percent. So to hear Whoopi kind of say these things, it's super it's one very shocking because you, uh, you know, anticipate her being somebody who is more liberal to be more understanding of it, especially with her own, you know, relationships and past. But I think we're, we're starting, we're going to start to see that shift of celebrities that we look up to as sort of like people who are, you know, either, you know, conservative or liberal and see them start to shift a little bit more and being like, Oh, why are you saying things like this? It's because it's just, they're, you know, getting older and they're going to stick to their values and we're going to still be like, but these new things are coming out and, you know, we have to adapt and we need to change, you know? And I feel like that's just the normal cycle of how it goes with things like this. I mean, obviously it's very, very wrong to be blaming somebody because that's initially saying that, They can't do whatever they want with their own bodies, which people can do whatever they want, you know, don't hurt somebody else is, you know, basically the cardinal rule for that, you know, and, you know, if people want to take nudes and, you know, send them to whoever or just keep them like they can do that. It makes it harder because she is a celebrity. But what would be also um, her saying that, you know, because she is a celebrity, she shouldn't be doing this negates the whole argumentation that everybody's been saying in Hollywood for, you know, decades like, I'm a real person, I'm a real human, just like you. Well, that statement saying that you are a celebrity, therefore you can't do ABCD negates that entire statement. So we're you're still going to put these people into a different box, onto a different pedestal than everyday normal people because this happened. It doesn't make any logical sense if mm-hmm. you really go down the line and analyze it further. And I think that's where the big disconnect with it is. And the fact that Bella Thorne released her own nudes at the same time, too, to try to you know empower herself. Oh, there's been a lot of other women and celebrities that have done that too who have gotten their stuff mm-hmm. stolen I know like um big bang theories um Kaylee Cuoco she did that
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she was like yeah uh, like, Sia it happened, did it too but. who
0: Sia who yeah, I mean we don't even know what Sia's face looks like
1: <laughs> but she was like hey look I have nudes though but don't look at my face <laughs>
0: yeah yeah um but it's uh some people have said that you know, when somebody's blackmailing you, if they have something on you, then like they don't really necessarily want it to get released because then they don't have anything anymore. I don't know if that's really the same situation now with like a few of these things. Uh, Bella Thorne obviously is attractive. So like her putting out these attractive looking photos of herself don't hurt her in the same way that like if somebody was, for example, a a, a a a star for like kids shows or something like that. Like that would definitely, you know, a Disney channel star. It is
1: controversial still for her because people still link her to shake it up because she was a Disney star originally.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. She was originally on Disney channel and then she was with Zendaya and then they kind of went their separate ways and then Bella Thorne started to be like, very open with her sexuality and doing a lot mm-hmm. of different like non Disney kid things, so she's yeah. had a lot of scrutiny in the last few years. So there are a lot of already predisposed to negative um, judgments and connotations about her. So it doesn't really help with you know this you know new photo leakage coming out. If anything, it gives people like What We Goldberg more ammunition to be like, well, if you weren't like that and being you know so open sexually, then you wouldn't have this problem. It's like, no, I'm like, there's been countless articles of people who have had this happen to them who are just normal people or people who just, you know, sent it for the first time. And then they just sent it to an asshole and the, you know, this, the other person was being a dick and released it. Like Mm -hmm. it it can really happen to anybody.
0: It can. And I mean, yes, the only way to ever you know, security wise. Yes, sure. If you don't want them to get out there, don't take them at the same time. That is not the argument that needs to be made by other people. If you want to take them and you want to take that risk that they get out there, that's fine. Maybe you're not scared that like somebody would see your nudes on the internet. Maybe that's not something that really bothers you. So would you say that like, I guess I feel a little bit like we have a very like prude society that like, We've sort of encouraged like the idea that people would want to see these things from people. And it's not like, oh, yeah, who cares? Whatever. Like, it's not a big deal. Uh, we make this into a larger deal because we are so like repressed in a lot of ways. The idea that we have to talk about somebody who decided to take uh, uh who decided to take action on their sexuality and be like, yeah, I'm a sexual person and I have sexuality and I want to be out there being sexual is like uh, uh, a <laughs> uh, like this this I don't don't know what you'd say, but it's like, it's just like crazy that like somebody would want to do that. And it changes the dynamic and it changes the conversation. And like, it doesn't like we, everybody's doing this stuff. And the more that we say that this is in the, this is rare. This isn't normal. Yeah. Like we need to normalize these sort of things so that there aren't as many people that want to take advantage of this from people, but that's not really a discussion we're having. Um, somebody else responded here, uh, uh, this writer Kelsey McKinney said, uh, "Don't take nude selfies falls in the same category as other victim blaming arguments. Um, don't possess your sexuality, society says, in any way, because then you deserve to have it taken from you." And I think that's like the argument that Whoopi is making, and other people are used to making. But really, we should be having the argument of like, well, let's have more people possessing their sexuality, so that we don't have as many people that care if nudes are leaked that care if people take them people are doing something on their own time with the people that they care about um and we remember that like there are bad actors that want to take advantage of that because our society will benefit from or or, or because they'll benefit from our society's prudeness
1: well and it just keeps reinforcing that you know patriarchal standards too is because you also have you know some males (laughs) who have you know nudes leaked and people are like oh my god yeah let me see it but then you also have women who have this happen to them they're like how dare they do that to themselves why are they subjecting themselves you know and then it comes back to the argument of you know Should we be allowing women to do this? Should we going down the line of cognitive thought? You you know, is this sex positive? Is this sex positive for workers or, you Mm -hmm. know, sex workers actually, you know, doing it because they like it or is it because of social norms and constructions um, being reinforced? It's like this big circle jerk that you just, you know, you can't really have a good discussion on it with a deeper analysis with so many you know, predispose ideas without being open to it, because really at the end of the day, it also comes down to don't take nudes, you know, and expect them not to get leaked. It's basically like don't have sex unless you're you know, you're going to get pregnant. It's basically the same thing. Uh,
0: don't carry cash if you don't want to get mugged. Don't uh, like, own uh, a house if you don't want it to get broken into. Like it, it's it's the same argument. It's just that we have a weird reaction to sexual things in this country. That we don't see them as the same. We don't blame somebody for owning something that gets stolen uh, the same way we blame somebody for for having nudes and them getting hacked and them being posted on the Internet. I don't know. I, I see it that way. I think it's very strange. But I also understand that, like people from a different generation uh, uh, would see it differently. I also just read from this article. This is a Vox article that I'm reading from. Uh, so I'll link it below if you want to get like a, an idea about some of this stuff. Um, so we <laughs> in the past week also stood behind Biden after he made comments about the segregationist senators. Uh, in the past, she's defended Michael Jackson and Mel Gibson's racism and Michael Vick's dogfighting. <laughs> I'm like, wait, right. hold on. Why are we listening to you? <laughs> Why do you have? Why
1: do people still like Whoopi?
0: Yeah, and like, I I mean, I, I'm not saying that like she can't come around on some of this stuff, but it is kind of weird that it like that Biden comment was such a. If you if you don't know, like the link is in the article. You can you can. Do the research on it. We're not gonna get too much into that right now. But um that that she would stand up for Biden, it sort of feels like there's just a generational gap here where like I would see that as like you're standing up for somebody who at a time when racism was just more accepted and now we're not accepting it anymore, we have a difference of opinion. Uh when in the past you would say like yeah, if you are sexually assaulted, it's your fault. And now we're like, that is a victim blaming. That is wrong. That's not what we think anymore. It's it's just a difference of opinion. And we need to sort of stand up to people from different generations that say this is this is what it is. And that's not what we're doing anymore. yeah so that's our that's our episode for this week uh we wanted to talk uh one more thing at the end here uh to say happy pride uh we have not said anything this month yet about pride month and uh we wanted to at least mention it however uh lizzie and i both being cisgender heterosexual people uh We want to make sure that we are very clear that we are allies and while we are supportive, uh, we don't want to talk about it like we know anything because we are just doing our best out there. There's there's a uh,
1: so, lot of you know sub subtopics to things, and we don't want to you know we're very obviously very liberal for the most part with um with it, but we don't want to say something and then us be wrong or accidentally <laughs> offend somebody because that is the last we do not want to do that, and we are not mean people in that retrospect. Yeah.
0: So, so we are we, saying you
1: know, we support you guys, proud of you because that's very hard. I were to imagine to yes. come out. So that's awesome that you guys have been able to do that. Um, and um, I hope you have a fun month and fight the corporations um, <laughs> yeah. who try to profit. definitely fight
0: the corporations.
1: <laughs> yeah. Fight the corporations is the main, the main, the main thesis statement of this video. It's fight the corporations.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I stand with that. Um, yeah. So we love you. We support you. We are here for you. Emo social club stands with our LGBTQ Plus all of the things I'm doing my best and I apologize if I missed it, please don't hate me on the internet. It's
1: actually LGBTQ a plus. Yeah, that's what it is. That's that's the last one I've heard. If it's wrong, let us know. We'll amend.
0: We love you. Um, We are allies. We're doing our best.
1: (laughs) If anybody is um, in Chicago going Chicago pride, I will be walking in it for my radio station.
0: We're going to
1: have giant cutouts of Vodka bottles that we're probably going to hurt ourselves with. So
0: if you see that, that's us. What's up? Yeah. I won't be at it because I definitely feel way too old to be there. And it's just, it's not my thing to be standing in a parade drinking in a parking lot for like six hours in the middle of the day. Are you
1: sure? Personally,
0: it's not my thing. (laughs) It's just not my thing. Uh, Anyway, we love you. Thank you for listening for another episode. And from all of us here at the Emo Social Club podcast, I'm Brian.
1: I'm Lizzie. And goodbye! Ah,
0: Happy Pride.